Christian joke site The Babylon Bee is beefing with CNN over criticism of their satire. We'll tell you what's going on. Also, Jim Baker is in the news for some comments that, even by Jim Baker standards, are pretty wild. And finally, a Bob Dylan biopic has found its lead. How does it feel? The worst Bob Dylan impression of all time. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture, Bob Dylan impressions aside. All those stories are coming up, but first, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a clean landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or even an appealing online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and of course, powerful e-commerce tools. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash relevant. All right, to tell us about today's stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, how's it going, man? Hey, how are you doing, Jesse? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Okay, I want to jump right in because we have a, a, a couple very interesting stories today. First, let's start off with this thing between Babylon B yeah. and CNN. Uh, uh, so is the Babylon B trying to pick a fight with CNN? Are they are they just upset over some of the coverage shells? What's going on there, man? Yeah, well, okay, so to get into this story, as you know, Jesse, there's a lot of layers here, and we need to understand uh, a little bit about an article that they published recently over at, at Babylon B. Uh, probably best known as sort of a Christian onion knockoff. So the the title of this Babylon Bee article in question is Democrats call for flags to be flown at half mast to grieve the death of Soleimani. The story quoted uh, in quotes there quoted Democratic Rep Ilhan Omar. uh, According to their satire, it said the grieving process is painful but necessary. As a nation, we need to stop and grieve this great austere, revered religious scholar. He was one of the good ones. The story, of course, a jokey reference to the recent assassination of the Iranian general by an American drone strike. Representative Omar was one of the first two Muslim women to serve in Congress, along with Michigan's representative Rashida Tlaib. The article included this line. I'm going to quote it at length. In a rare moment of unity with the squad, Pelosi gave each of the girls a hug, telling them to just let it all out in their time of sadness. Ocasio Cortez didn't seem to know what was happening, but adjusted her glasses to look smart. The squad is a reference to the four female lawmakers, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, and Tlaib. Uh, and of course, they've had sort of an ongoing beef with Ocasio-Cortez, who they, uh, they like to poke fun at her intelligence poke fun using this term loosely there poke fun at her intelligence over the Babylon Bee. So that's sort of the thrust of this particular piece of satire. All right, so Tyler, there's obviously some some pretty inflammatory stuff there. You could you could see why that was uh, you know picked up by CNN. But but what was the crux of CNN's criticism aside from just you know some of those jokes are are 
again, uh, uh, I say jokes loosely in poor taste. I mean, calling a group of lawmakers, even if you don't agree with their politics, the girls seems pretty misogynistic and disrespectful. Sure. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, Representative uh, Ocasio-Cortez, you know, is a graduate of, you know, Boston University and where she literally graduated at the very top of her class and uh-huh. made a run at a young woman's intelligence because you disagree with her, her political leanings. Obviously, there's a lot to criticize there, but the the you know CNN had pr- some pretty pointed criticism. Am I, is that correct? Yeah, and it's not necessarily taking aim at sort of the the the, the commentary here, which you could which can definitely be read and probably correctly so as a little problematic. But the real reason it caught CNN's eye, uh, one reporter Donnie O'Sullivan and another uh, an author named Cindy Otis, is because so many people seem to think this story was real. Otis wrote on Twitter, a post from a satirical website has been shared more than five hundred thousand times saying the DNC called for the flag to be at half-mast because of Soleimani. Some family members just called because their Republican friends on Facebook are circulating it like it's legit. O'Sullivan cited several comments from users on social media that showed a lot of people really appeared to think the piece was true. Uh, and he pointed out that the piece is getting more traction than your average New York Times or Washington Post story was among those people. So, yeah, listen, I mean, satire is frequently mistaken for fact on the Internet. I mean, there's there's a there's that famous Tumblr blog called Literally Unbelievable, where mm-hmm. people, you know, share their friends and family sharing onion headlines that are are, you know, obviously satirical, but people believe in they're true. But this case is a little different. Almost because of the history with the Babylon Bee. Is that right, Tyler? Yeah. In the broader context, there there is some things to worth taking taking note of here. So yes, plenty of people read sat- misread satire, right? Always have. Uh, Snopes has had to correct Babylon Bee and the Onion and Clickhole in these places in the past many times. The thing is that in this case, there is sort of a pattern with the Babylon Bee. And, and again, this time it's not really the case that someone was confused by this. A lot of people were confused by this headline, and this has happened before. Babylon B started as a Christian version of The Onion, like we said. Uh, they write in AP style. These are the format of a newspaper to lampoon culture, sports, and politics. The B really took The Onion's look and tone wholesale and just appropriated it to, to Christian culture. Yeah. And, and it was actually, they had some good zingers in there early on. They really did. Christian culture, obviously ripe for a lot of satire. They did a good job with it. We've done that ourselves over on Relevant many times. Yeah. But the B really soon expanded its scope beyond just Christian culture to identify as a politically conservative, though decidedly anti-Trump site. They mix faith and politics in a really heady and obviously very lucrative for them brew. For whatever reason, that seems to be very confusing for a lot of people. A lot of people just don't get the B satire and they're routinely fooled by it. Recently, Christianity Today, and this is from their site, asked a representative group of over 800 Americans to tell us if they believe certain claims based on some popular online stories. They wrote, quote, satire articles like those found in the Babylon Bee frequently showed up in our survey. In fact, stories published by the Bee were among those most shared factually inaccurate content in almost every survey we conducted. Wow. 
So it, basically, the, the findings of Christianity Today's survey is that the Babylon Bee is just more likely to fool people than your average satire site. That's right. And who knows why that is, right? Is that because something the bee is doing or because I something think the I have an idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, it's easy to, to speculate here, but we, the, but we, the truth Jared, is we... Yeah. <laughs> the truth is, we don't know. So yeah. uh, at this point, the people at the Babylon Bee need to recognize that when so many people routinely don't get their jokes, uh, it, it's a little hard to blame the readers every single time, right? Uh, it might be the fault of some of the people who craft the satire in the first place. Uh, but yeah. this is Snopes has had to call the Bee many times. The Bee staff has always reacted uh, pretty. Uh, they've been contrarian about that. They feel like they're being treated unfairly. But when it happens this often... Uh, maybe it's yeah. time for them to start asking some questions about just why yeah. that is and whose fault that is. It's like a comedian yelling at the audience for repeatedly not getting their jokes. Maybe yeah. it's not on the audience. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. People are smart. People can figure this out. <laughs> Other sites well, have managed to figure it out. <laughs> Speaking of jokes, we got some televangelism news. <laughs> what, what, something was trending uh, last night, Tyler. Tell us what it was. Yeah, uh, so this was a, a new clip of, uh, of a multiple-time disgraced televangelist Jim Baker making the Twitter rounds. Owing to some shaky theological reasoning, Baker addresses a crowd about the president saying that support for Trump is, this is a quote, a test to prove whether you're even saved. Uh, he says, only saved people can love Trump. Uh, that line gets, I think, an unintended laugh from the audience. Here's a clip you can see for yourself. You know what? Trump is a test whether you're even saved. Mm. <laughs> Only saved people can love Trump. <laughs> no, you got to be really saved. You got to forgive. You got to be able to forgive. You forgive when you're saved. Yeah, I don't know the intentions of the audience, but uh, yeah, a very uh, kind of a weird, awkward moment. Tyler, for uh, for people in our audience who maybe aren't fam- <laughs> aren't familiar with uh, the infamous uh, uh, Jim Baker, uh, uh, give us a little context. Who 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 is and who was he in in the kind of pop culture televangelism landscape? Well, he was one of the most well-known Christians in the whole country back in the 70s and 80s. The Baker Empire was obviously enormous, extremely wealthy, uh, one of the most influential and powerful Christians in the world. Uh, but then that house of cards really came toppling down after revelations of a sexual affair revealed. And then Baker actually went to prison for fraud. He's had a little bit of a comeback in recent years on uh, on the fringe far right uh, with uh, some shilling for some, we'll say, unusual doomsday prep objects that you can purchase from from him. I assume he collects a pretty healthy fee off of some of those. He, he's an interesting character. We're getting that movie about he, yeah. he and his wife's ministry. We discussed that a few days ago here on The Daily starring Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain. So they've, they've got material to work with for sure. <laughs> yeah, it keeps on keeps on giving. Alright, uh, finally, Tyler, as my horrific Bob Dylan impression at the top of the show <laughs> hinted at. There is a new biopic in the works. Uh, what can you tell us about this one uh, about the legend himself, Bob Dylan? So we've had a lot of good music biopics lately. We had uh, we, we've had some about Elton John. We, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody obviously was a was a really big one. Uh, we had the NWA a couple of years ago, and yeah. it was inevitable that at some point in that Bob Dylan's time would come. Obviously, one of the all time greats, and it looks like that hard rain is ready. 
of fall, Timothy Chalamet is going to play Dylan in a movie called Going Electric, which will tell the story of the singer's infamous turn from folk to rock and roll. The movie is going to be directed by James Mangold. It's a good fit. He directed Walk the Line, Ford versus Ferrari, and Logan. It's a good fit for Chalamet. He looks a little bit like Dylan. If you see pictures of him side by side, you can see the you can see why he got the part. And obviously, he's also an extremely in demand actor right now. He went from turns in Call Me by Your Name and Lady Bird to this year's The King and Little Women as well. And he's going to be in this year's Dune remake. This is the latest attempt to tell Dylan's story. The most recent one was in 2007 with I'm Not There, which was very unconventional. It cast Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, Marcus Carl Franklin, Richard Gere, Heath Ledger, and Ben Wyshaw all as Bob Dylan in an attempt to tackle his chameleon-like persona. And then there's also Martin Scorsese's very, very good documentary, No Direction Home. So the bar has been set pretty high for Bob Dylan movies, We'll see if this one can clear it to to land in that same community of really good Bob Dylan movies. It'll be an interesting one. And I'm a big Bob Dylan fan. I'm excited to see how this goes. Yeah, I was tempted to take us out on another Bob Dylan impression, but uh, I'm just not going to. I'm not going to subject daily mm-hmm. listeners. We've had it. Yeah, yeah. We're good. I, I we're threw good. one out there. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see it. I'm a big fan of of Bob Dylan and also uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah Sha- a big Chalamet. fan of uh, yeah, big fan of Bob Dylan and Timothy Chalamet. So should be should be fun one to look out for. Well, Tyler, thanks, man. Hey, thanks, Jesse. Well, you can read more about those stories and everything else that we're covering over at RelevantMagazine.com. Also, be sure to follow us on social and you won't miss a thing except for my Bob Dylan impressions, which are only (laughs) here on daily. But for the headlines, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to our other podcasts. And remember that we're here every day bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.